never been a top pick, still a trending topic. Daily deposits, spit facts, well gossip. It's some real talk, put some knowledge in your noggin. On and off the court, I run it, never see me jogging. I don't support 707. At all. Mm. At all. At all. Explain. Not, yeah. Explain. Yeah. Because the reason why our student athletes are one dimensional is because they're playing football from January to January. Yeah. This time of the year, you should be playing baseball. You should be running track. You should be playing basketball. And they're playing seven on seven with their travel coaches, practicing once a week. Barely that. Come on, come on. How much are you learning? The you crazy, see what I'm saying? The crazy then, part about that, though. Then. Before I, I ain't mean to cut you off, but the crazy part about that, the worst seven on seven year we had at Olive Branch was the year we won state. Everything from seven on seven is like, all right, bro, that ain't translate to no real football. Yeah. We put on pads and whooped everybody. But I'm not even gonna there. get that deep because yeah. that's my next pointer. That's not my next pointer, but that's one of my points. But my my next pointer is, now you put the pressure on me as a head coach to get you in school. Now you don't want to play with Joe Smodem all around the country that's on this travel seven on seven team and ain't got a NAN scholarship. But what about you? What about the ones who do get scholarships? Exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna say because it was different back in our days. Like yeah. dudes were being recruited for seven on seven. Reason being, still to this day, because in our well, days, well. which was which was the point I was gonna get to, we played seven on seven for our school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. When yeah, we yeah, used to go to uh, yeah. Miramar Regional, yeah. that big park yeah. over yeah. there, yeah. Yeah. Miramar, yeah, 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 that was yeah. us playing for our school. But but do they even do that though? Schools don't really travel like that. We had what they called it, the Heat Evans. We did the Heath Evans, and then we did one. It was up there in that IMG. We did the Dolphin one, the Dolphin 7-on-7. Seven seven. And we jumped off the schools. porch being national champions in 7-on-7 seven seven up I in mean, Oregon. Yeah, yeah, I, I took off in crazy Oregon. With that, but man. see, the thing is, y'all did it as a team, travel 7-on-7 seven seven is like for fun and games. I got to – I lose – I got to – I got to – if Bernard Poole is my best receiver – I got a, a, a high probability of losing him to another school in this recruiting world because he on this travel league team. Oh, that's why you don't like seven. No, no. The biggest, no. I told you why, though, because we are one-dimensional athlete. You finna go play seven on seven, then you're going to come back to me in the summer. I got to teach you how to run. Now, granted, I'm a track coach. I'm the assistant head track coach as well. I know track may not hold as much weight as football, so people didn't know my title on the track. But I'm the assistant head coach. I'm the jumpers coach and the 400 coach, okay. the intermediate sprinters. Right. So I got a lot of receivers who don't even know how to run, but I'm supposed to teach you how to run a route? <laughs> like, there's a, a when we talk about technique, routes, when we talk about technique, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to over, over, I'm not going to put a, a, a high percentage on it or as high as I want. I'm going to say 68% of the receivers you got right now, when they make a plant, when they throw a stick move, they throw their hands. Like, what is that? (laughs) What is that? And that's what's the trend on social media and in 707. You see what I'm saying? And that's not proper technique, but it's cool to record it and do your celebration in 707. I don't like 7-on-7 because half of those receivers are slow. And when we get out of state representing one another, one thing they know Miami for is our speed. Our speed. You should be running track. 
So that, that leads me right into basketball. That leads me right into my next conversation, man. Because we had the conversation before as far as is track, do you feel like track is something that is needed, that's a necessity for athletes if they want to become the best, you know, athlete that they could become? Oh, so I'm going to answer his question with a question. Go ahead. You watch the combine and you record what statistic? 40. 40. But so you could train for that. You don't need track for and that. And that's what we were talking but about, no, no, too. No, no, remember no, no. remember we brought Lee, that up, OJ? We was like, okay. Lee, you could train for I that, train, train People for who 40. train for the 40 run sub 4-5. That's not slow. People who are fast run sub 4-3. So, so Right or wrong? Right. So if you can run, you get a shot before somebody who could catch. If you can run... You get a shot before somebody who could cover. If you a D lineman and you could run, you get a shot before somebody who could sack. So how can you tell me <laughs> speed is not the most important element in the game of football? We like Tyreek Hill because of what? Blazing fast. Now he but took. He, but he's no, 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 fast. no. He took the time as a professional to go develop his route running. Yeah. But we liked him because of what? His speed. Facts. But he was, but to that too, he's naturally fast. He is. Okay, so what can you say? Well, we, we, we can say he's naturally fast, but we can also say he ran track all his life. Because as a track guy, as a guy who studied sports science and anatomy and physiology and movement competency, it's one thing to be fast and it's another thing to understand proper mechanics. Mm. And if you're not using proper mechanics, then somebody who knows how to run is just as fast as somebody who's naturally fast. So somebody, some, something simple as keeping your arms tucked, your elbows in, and if extending your arms no, when you run. It's length, it's, no it's wasted movement. No wasted movement. Yeah. When we play football, we talk about, not even football, generalizing athletic movements, the guy with the least wasted movements Gets from point A to point B a lot the most efficient. I'm not even going to say faster. The most efficient, meaning he can do it time and time and time and time again. So now when you talk about Kobe Bryant, what he did in overtime, he does in quarter one every game because it is built in his mechanism. As opposed to you, this is God given, but you don't, cre- you don't, you don't, you, don't you know, you don't, you don't work on it. Put the, the proper technique on it, so you may not have it when we need it most. You see what I'm saying? And that takes me to a hell of a route runner like Justin Jefferson. I watch him run routes, and he has horrible technique. Every route, he has an amazing ability to control his body, and every one of us are superheroes in our own element. Mm -hmm. There are things KK could do that I can't do. And that's for each and every one of us on this earth. So specifically, Justin Jefferson has the ability to send his body way over here and bring it back. But if you think about it, all of his routes have wasted motion. Because the time it takes for him to throw his shoulder left with his left hand way out there versus the time it would take if he kept his left hand near his pocket, it's like, Two halves of a second. And that's an exaggeration. But that's wasted movement. 
He just have a special ability the rest of us don't have. Somebody like me, throw my arm way out there, it might take me too long to get back. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But because, and that's what the NFL is made up. It's made up of guys with supernatural abilities. So they could get away with rule breakers. But when you're talking about general. the general population, mm-hmm. what makes you successful, play in, play out, it is, it is these techniques. And you got a lot of receivers that they break containment on that, on that screen, they get ran down. They can't hold their top speed. Or not even receivers because a lot of receivers catch the ball behind the safeties. You got a lot of running backs break second-level containment and get ran down. They can't hold their top speed. Facts, that boy. So why are we Facts. trying to play football from January to January? Last time I checked, I'm supposed to be an athlete. And if I could only catch a ball, what make me athlete? Because when you was in high school, right, they had you highly ranked, right? Mm-hmm. They had you over D-Hop. I did. I was over D-Hop, was Robert over D-Hop, Woods. Robert Woods. Mm-hmm. You was over some guys, right? Right. So let's just say, like, Michael Lee, you was probably about, because I forgot the number. Like, I'd say, like, you probably, like, was the 11th, like, best receiver in the yeah, country. In, the country, yeah. in right. your time, right? Right. Like so, 11. so, what what you ran at the West when you ran, what you ran, like, the 100 or the 200? The fastest 100 I ever ran, and it was because... No, I'm just I saying. Took, no, I'm just saying. Not the time. I was a 400 guy. Oh, you was a 400 guy. Okay. But so. I ran the fastest I ever recorded was 10-7. Okay. And that was me saying I don't want no parts of the 100 because in my era, it was some guys, guys in that Exactly. Yeah, it was like. But well, if I trained day in, day out for the 100 the way I trained day in, day out for the 400, I could have went 10-5. So this is what I'm saying. So you was the 11th best receiver. Not saying that what it was. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. So you the 11th best receiver in the country. You ran a 400. Are you the 11th? Fastest person in the country running a 400, or you're the 11th best receiver in the country. So you saying so without, with or without track, football, his football skills is what got he was him. gonna be playing on Sundays. He was gonna be playing on Sundays. Why? Off of his People skills. knew him. Why? Off his skill. football. I'm biased but he was because a, but we ran both. Though. I'm, both. And the but, reason I gotta be biased, I'm not. I'm not gonna say I gotta be biased. The reason I choose to be biased. Is because my first year playing football was sixth grade, and my first year playing sports was fourth grade running track. Okay. And off the dribble, I went to the Junior Olympics, nine years old. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So I already step into football doing what, what y'all can't do in spring conditioning. Y'all can't go over back, over back. So I got the coach eye already. You see what I'm saying? While y'all boys trying to get in shape, while y'all trying to run half gashes, I do this with ease. Ugh. Get over here, get back. Get over here, get back. Now they want to see if I could catch. Now they want to see if I could run routes. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But that talk about that as well. You got guys, we get to the fourth quarter. I need you. Where are you? You see what I'm saying? When Teddy and EJ came up with Gump, great under major pressure, I was one of the first people inducted. And it was because most of my stats came from the pressure games. Like, I probably ain't do nothing against Goldman. <laughs> I probably had two catches versus Cato them when they played for Springs. But when we lined up against Central on ESPN, yeah. almost had $2. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? When we lined up against Sanford, when we lined up against Columbus. First play. 
I got two touchdowns to get yeah. us to the next round in the playoffs. You see what I'm saying? But that came from speed endurance. Because that is only two sports that work the whole body. Track and swimming. So, so we feel like it can only benefit you running track, and that is no, there's no nothing, I'm no, 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 no because no, because basketball teach you quick twitch, jumping. Yeah. We got arguably the best basketball player in his class, in Calvin Russell. Shout out that boy. You throw him a fade, somebody going on the t-shirt. <laughs> right. So, and then let's take, let's go over to the diamond turf. Right, let's go over to the clay. Running from base to base is short sprints. You working on your twitch. Uh, I'm biased on that playing, one playing, playing outfield. No, this is why I make guy. my son. My, I make my son play baseball and run track. Mm-hmm. Everything else he play on his own. I make him play baseball and run track because first off, he thinks he's a receiver because I play receiver. So if you think you're a receiver, then you need hand-eye coordination. Sure. And what is better hand-eye coordination than Base. tennis? And baseball. baseball. A lot of people don't know, in the fourth grade, I was a tennis champion. Oh, that's crazy. For Norwood Park. A lot of people don't know that. That's crazy. I was a tennis champion. So lateral movement. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So this is why I don't support 707, because it teaches you one movement. And for somebody who's had the ability to study anatomy and physiology, study sports, science, coaching, and understand movements, 7-on-7 is cheating a lot of those athletes. So let's say, like, you have some teams, because I'm in a 7-on-7 world, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you, you you was in it too. I was. So, so there are some teams that do practice not just one day. Like, they, they practice, like, year-round, like Tucson Turf. Right. Like, and low pro. Like, them boys practice, like, you feel me, like, year-round. So you might get some teams that just may practice for one day, but I feel like, so I just feel like um, it's probably, like, just for one day. Like, yeah, them boys might get a practice in, and I feel like maybe, like, with you, like, you probably talking about it just from, like, the ride receiver standpoint, but I feel like personally you working on everything as far as, like, quarterbacks. They're working on their reads. You're working on your drops. You working on everything, so I feel like that helps them, right? Like you feel what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I feel like far as now DBs, you 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 working on you have. I feel like it, it helps all these kids because these are the top kids in the country, or these are the people who they say these are these people are. You feel what I'm saying? Not saying that they not who they are, but you can't tell me that a a Jeremiah Smith is not going against uh, Jeremiah Elvis. Smith is. Arguably the best hurdler in the state. Right. Now, hey, hey listen. No, 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 no. He's no, no. track right now to no? the he's, he's one of the best hurdlers in the country, for sure. <laughs> he, yeah, he, I would he, track. He, like, he ran the sixth fastest time in a hurdle. Yeah, for sure. Granted. But I'm saying, though, he also is working on, he's going against the number one corner in the nation. He's going to go against the number two, three, four, five, he's six. He's seven on seven and running track. You feel what I'm saying? Agreed. So, and playing devil's advocate to your points. Quarterback gets a general four seconds in seven on. Am I wrong? Yeah, that's because they're trying to make it real football. But 
Bane at D-line ain't giving you no four seconds. <laughs> Two and a half. Two and a half. When you played against Central last year, Two if you didn't half. have the proper protection, if you didn't understand how to block Bane, did you get four seconds? No. Nah. No. So that right there crossed out. But everybody don't got a Bane. That's, but we're again, we're talking about Norland, St. John, Bosco, Chaminade, Central, Northwestern. We're not talking about Springs. We're not talking about Golden. We sitting here with some of the best coaches at some of the best schools. So just like when I coach my athletes, I tell them this. When I had the chance to coach at Norland and I was turning DBs into receivers and I molded Robert McMahon before I gave him to Central. So y'all don't, don't make me get hey, into flash depth. Hey, flash with that guy. Shout out to Flash. I wanted to coach him so bad. Don't make me get into depth. All right. You see what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, my motto to them is, I'm not coaching y'all for Murray State. I'm coaching y'all for Clemson. What you're doing right now, I want you to be able to walk on Clemson campus and be prepared. What you came to me doing, yeah, you're good enough to go to EKU. That's not what I'm coaching you for. So when we're sitting here having these discussions, these discussions are not for Springs. If you play against St. John Bosco, they got a bane. Who? You may not know him, but I'm guaranteed they got a bane somewhere. No, they got a pretty uh, featured uh, D-line. Bingo. You play against Matter Day. He ain't no bane, bro. Don't do that. I'm not saying that. We're talking about a top-tier pass rusher. It's bane and then it's everybody else. Agree. I agree. You biased. You're a rocket. But what I'm saying to you is... What I'm saying to you is, linebackers don't like to tackle because they play seven on all year. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I run the ball thirty. I run the ball thirty times in this game. People in trouble. Why? Because this time of the year, all they doing is working on dropping back. Mm-hmm. They, 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 their skills. But when you get to college, do you know what linebackers are considered? Big skills. Yeah. They classify you as skills, big skills. Bigs. Mm-hmm. That's when they start. Linebacker is not a skill on the next level. But because we done got married to seven on seven, linebackers becoming a skill. So now when it's time to line up against Derrick Henry on the next level, <laughs> he don't want no action for 30 plays. Come on, man. You see what I'm saying? Another thing, seven on seven, you cannot touch me. Another thing, uh, JoJo Trader came to seven on seven with his scholarships already. Another thing, the scholarship that I get if, because it's a very small percentage of players, if they get a scholarship from playing 7-on-7, seven seven, they still want to see what you're going to do when, when the pass on. Mm-hmm. So everything about 7-on-7, seven seven, the travel part, because I'm all for when you play for your school. Chaminade is going to go on college tours. They're going to take their student athletes to Georgia. They're going to take their student athletes to Oregon. They're going to take their student athletes to Tennessee and Florida and Florida State to play against Boone, to play against Valdosta, to play against these schools. But you got some guy who's a handler running this 7-on-17, and it's not no chemistry being, being developed. Now, the one thing I do like, is when I say that, is I see what Shula doing with Raw. 
Captain yes. Boy. But let me. But he got his he guys. Got, yeah, he got his guys. When I coached at Northwestern in 2019, when we won state, I had Tiger playing for DefCon, and all the receivers was playing for Immortals. What sense does that make? So now when we get into spring football and we get into summer workouts, we have to rebuild chemistry because my receivers was playing with Columbus and Gulliver Preps quarterback. And my quarterback was playing with Western and Dillard's receivers. I get that. You definitely. see what I'm saying? It's definitely different from my era, like you said. Yeah. We used to travel with our team. We travel with our team. Always. So it's like you, the 707, you couldn't really knock it as far as building that chemistry because it was like you're saying, the quarterback's going through his development with his guys. He's going through, you know, getting that connection, getting the timing down with his guys. So nowadays it's like, you know, you're switching from this guy to this guy to this guy to this guy, and then you got to come back to your program and get broke back into how y'all got things going over there. You feel me? Then you got Dion and – you got Deion Sanders and Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart finna show up to the school and ask you and ask, "Are these two-way athletes?" No. <laughs> they finna ask, "Are these two-way athletes?" They finna ask, "Can these students run?" You see what I'm saying? So how is that being going? How how can that go on if I'm playing seven on seven? So. And I don't want to sound like somebody who can't coach it because I've had several opportunities to have my own seven-on-seven team. But I understand the bigger picture of mechanics and movement competency. See what I'm saying? And for our viewers, if you don't know what that means, go Google movement competency. Routes. Routes. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You're not learning that playing seven-on-seven seven all day. I watched them boys work horrible release techniques at seven-on-seven. Oh, seven. No stacking. For sure. Shoulders not down. No head and shoulders. It's definitely. Every man falls for a little bit of head. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't see no head and shoulders movement. Ah, uh, facts. <laughs> it is <laughs> the You see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like you see what I'm saying? You see, you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I get into deep. Like, this is, this go back to the first question about me becoming the head coach of Miami Northwestern. My path came from me saying, we're going to be technicians because he can run jump, he can run jump, he can run jump, he can catch, he's fast, but separates you. I really watch Antonio Brown tape. Dog. Technician. Technician. They really had a, two corners lined up on them in a punt formation. This man 5'9". Technician. Crazy. That's facts. No false steps against press coverage. Now, when I was in college, we was told that against press coverage, it's okay to have false steps and bucket steps. But then we took the game to another level. What if with somebody in tight press coverage routes, what if somebody in tight press coverage, I can still have every step calculated and no wasted step? Now what? I'm that much faster. I'm that much quicker. Because Bane is not giving us enough time to be dancing in place. Uh -huh. Definitely got to gain ground. Every step. We should eat. Bane ain't giving us time to be doing all this with... And and, uh, and, 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 and and all that that you get to do in seven on seven. You gotta beat them right now. Real? You gotta yeah. beat them right and now. And they handicap the kids too because you do all these releases and I, I got this from Dorset. 
um, when I was in Miami, but you know, obviously world-class speed. It's just like when you get to the next level and you working as a startup for a college team or the NFL, when you get to that level, everything's on timing. You know, third outside step. You know what I'm saying? All right, boom, we're going to get to this yard line or this marker in the red zone. You should be looking for the ball. This is where it's going to be. This is where it should be if it's this Landmarks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Football's oh, it's going to be time. high in the back of the end zone. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be low in the front of the end zone, right? Like routes, technician stuff. So, like, you're getting handicapped by doing all this 707 stuff where this kid got four seconds. He ain't got a scramble. He ain't got no pressure. His arm action is supposed to be perfect every play. When you see Patrick Mahomes or Phillip Rivers. And his officer coordinate. This is why I don't fear nobody in 707. I would. Because I, I stand behind the quarterback. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, it's just, man, man, it's back on the ball because they're going to run the same coverage. This time, look at the dig and throw the post behind it. <laughs> nah, it definitely controls. Exactly, man. It's, it's, it's control the uh, Offensive coordinator playing Madden out there for sure. Come on. That's all right. it is. Nah, for sure. I mean, not all OC. You do got some OCs that just got like a little button. They just pick a color. Whatever color you see, that's the right y'all run. What? Bro, when they I do when them all plays that you made over seven on seven, bro, do that. when I did seven and on and seven, and then some of the routes that they run, you can't run in the actual game. No, again, bro, time is fast. You, your time, and, 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 and this is how I separated myself. I don't, I don't, nah, but BJ Pool ain't get to see me call seven. I don't know who I could think about who saw me, but man, man, I had the small dry erase board, and that's what I came to seven on seven with. And I drew and erased every play. <laughs> you don't believe that? I could call people right now who would tell you. Nah. My old head coach, when I coached at Kara City, would tell me, bro, you need to draw these plays up and print them. You need to draw these. I'm not doing that because at the end of the day, I was developing myself too. I'm thinking of a broader picture. I know one no, day no I want to be a play caller. Mm-hmm. I know one day I want to I run a team. So let me see if I could really dissect the defense on the fly. Oh, no, he lined up like that. He lined up like that. Move his motion like this. Call that. It's the play, y'all boys. Ready? Break. And that's how I call plays. It rips. In 707. Every play, erase it. Oh, yeah, sitting the crosses with the dig and the wheel. So if that Sam take the drag route, it should be a vacant spot right there. If everybody do what they supposed to do, there's a wheel running down the sideline. Mm. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They playing two man under. All right, we're going to attack the middle of the field. Post. Ah, definitely, man. We're going to take what the defense give us. It's two man under. So we're going to space them out and we're going to run option routes. You by yourself. Got to win. But. You see what I'm saying? Really attacking the coverage. And. That's why I said, you know, I don't, I don't support it. I don't support it. It's not real football. It's controlled. I would stand right there. If you give me some of the – if I did 7-on-7, seven seven, well, we going to do it because we do college tours right. for Miami Northwestern. So we're going to go to Georgia. We're going to go to UCF. We're going to go to Florida State. Like We're going to go do those things. I'm going to show you. We're not going to lose. <laughs> no. No. It's a big statement. Hey. Nolan won Georgia last year. Yes, sir. Don't hey. get at them. Hey, in our corner defense, what are we talking about? I don't know nothing about Florida defense. State. You remember what I did we with 7-on-7 seven seven when I coached at Norland? Shout out to Norland. We won Georgia. You camp. remember yes, what sir. I did with 7-on-7 seven seven when I coached at Norland? I'm just telling you, it's going to be hard to win this year. 
it should it, it, that, that's what you should say. <laughs> and I should say we're going to win. Yeah. So we're right. saying what we supposed to so, say. But so are you going to do what you at Northwestern what you doing on what you did on 707? You going to have your little dry erase board and just different, feel me? No, because that's our team. And we're working on chemistry. So we're going to, I'm going to be teaching them coverage beaters. I'm going to be teaching them how to read. You see what I'm saying? So I'm going to be teaching them. So one thing we did at University of Louisville when we had Teddy, and shout out my guy Will Stein. He has just been promoted from UTSA. He is now the offensive coordinator at University of Oregon. Mm. He threw me my first touchdown at University of Louisville. Shout out to Will Stein. One thing we had within our plays in the past game was coverage beaters and safety beaters. So when we came out, the play was called, and if there was two safeties, this is where you need to look. look this is where you take the ball over here. If there was one safety, then you should be reading this side. If you knew for a fact that it was cover two, you should be reading this combination. If you knew for a fact that it was quarters, you should be reading this combination. So that is what Pascali, because that was the original name of it, yeah. that what Pascalinton originated from, understanding how to recognize, dissect, and defeat coverages. Right. You see what I'm saying? So if we was in travel AAU, yeah, I got me a little board. I got me a little dry erase board that I got from Walmart. No plays on this. I'm finna get at these AAU coaches. Let me get at them. Hey, man, I got to switch these topics. We're going to stay on these topics forever <laughs> with these guys, man. Hey, man, I, it's two more things I want to get um, get out there before we get up out of here. The first thing I want to talk about, we were talking about a young man. I just want to say, um, just just talk about this topic as far as these young kids and how accessible it is for, for these young guys to be, you know, utilizing, you know, marijuana. For me personally, I feel like that's a very important topic to talk about just because um, just – I'm going to just talk about from my personal experience just being back in, in, in high school, playing football, playing all sports. Cause I played I play baseball, played football. Um, for me, I just think I was always scared to smoke weed while I was playing football. Sports period. I was like, man, if I smoke, man, I'm going to be too tired when I go to practice. I just thought of that myth, you know, like I'm going to just be tired. So it's like that scared me. And also what I've seen it do to the – to the, some of my guys I looked at to as heroes. So it's like the guys that were playing sports that was older than me, I seen what, you know, them utilizing that drug and what that drug actually did to them. So I just want to pass it around to you guys and just, just you know, get y'all thoughts on the, the, the new age because right now, man, these kids are, you know, they, they getting into it way younger than we was, man. Right. Like it, it, it's, it's more accessible for them. It's in their face. And, and I just think, a lot of these kids, they getting into it, but they don't really know exactly what they're getting themselves into, you know. And as far as if you have that dream, you have a goal that you want to do, you know, it's certain things that you, you just, you got to be tunnel vision. You got to, right. you know, put it to the side. So just, I want to. I got two things on that. Go ahead. If it's something we did, the goal is, like I said earlier, is to pass the baton and make sure they don't make the mistakes that we made. So that's the first thing. So if that was something that we participated in, and whether we was good, successful, or in between while being able to do it, it's something I want to educate our student athletes to not do. Second, being educated now, these shorties don't even drink enough water to be on all these drugs. <laughs> what good are At you all. for me 
in the fourth quarter cramping. What good are you for me when we playing against Central for all the money? Second round playoffs. Second round playoffs. We don't beat. We don't beat IMG. We don't beat Matter Day. We don't beat whoever. And if we beat Central, there's a high probability we'll be national champions. What good are you for me? Cramping in the fourth quarter because just and, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let y'all get y'all points, but all the way down to Tylenol. Science says that drugs dehydrates the body. All the way down to Tylenol and Nyquil. It dehydrates the body. So what good are you? Those are my two points. If it's something that we did, I want to pass the torch and make sure you don't make the same mistakes we made, one. And two, I don't even think they're, they're intaking enough water to be on drugs with that with that teenage brain that's not fully developed to be out there trying to play four quarters and an overtime if need be. Right, I think that from my perspective, that's the, that's the big one, right? The age and the development of the brain at that age, right? I'll say personally, that's the one thing, right? I don't know no crack users, I don't know heroin users, they ain't our era, right? It is the one drug that I've seen destroy millionaires, right? And I'm talking about being a coach in this game, destroying athletes. Right, guys who make it all the way to the NFL that we know smoke, and it's the one thing that they, they, they just can't, can't get, get a hold of. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And it literally killed their careers. Yeah. Right? So it's a lose lose, especially if you're an athlete. It's a lose lose. Uh, sad to say, um, it started at home. You know what I mean? Like the way I was brought up, like you said, you were scared. You know what I'm saying? I can't even go in the house. Like, I wanna, I wanna be here right now. You see what I'm saying? And um, like nowadays, bro, like these kids, they parents, they let them get away with it. You see what I'm saying? So that's why some kids feel it's all right to do it. You know what I mean? Like as a coach, I can't say nothing to you. Your parents ain't saying that to you, right? You mm. know what I mean? And um, I just feel like nowadays, but honestly, that's why I got back into coaching. You know what I mean? Like that's why I started coaching. Um, just to be that example to show these kids, like yo, certain decisions you shouldn't make. You know what I mean? I ain't smoked a damn my life when I was an athlete, you know? So it's like, bro, what's the difference with you doing and me doing? Uh, you know, I if could, I could do it, then I know you could do it. I could say, bro, I remember when I, when I was at UCF, uh, when we did our drug tests, like, for the school and NCAA, because, you know, it was two different ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you failed, you, you were suspended, right? But not only that, right, the coaches, then they made you call your mama and them, like, yo, you suspended, bro. Like when your mom like, why you suspended? Oh, I felt the drug test. You felt the drug test. So it's like, and remember, like when you left, when you left your household, boy, you wasn't, you wasn't drinking, you wasn't smoking, you wasn't doing none of that. So now all of a sudden, like, so I could say also too, like, for some of these kids, like, like I feel like it'd be a culture shock to them boys. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, you got, you get out of the house, you get away. You see, you see, oh, 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 y'all do that. Oh, that's why y'all do that. Oh dang! I ain't never do it like that. Yeah. And then you know, I feel like it's just the peer pressure. Um, most of these kids, cause you, bro, these kids be easily influenced. Oh, yeah. I, like I could, be, I could go, bro. I could go find a kid that probably never played no sports, send him Northwestern to be like, bro, like I got this and this and this. No, nah, how you did that? Oh, Cole Lee did this and then that. No, he ain't do that for me. So you feel what I'm saying? That just, they just easily influenced. Like so, you know, I just feel like. Like, that's an ongoing cycle that it can't be, like, I feel like deep down and it hurt, like, it won't be stopped. 
You feel what I'm saying? Because of the household and because of who these kids are around. So mm-hmm. I feel like we got to dig into the root of that. Mm-hmm. Like, you feel what I'm saying? You have to fix, like, and I mean, like, we're going to do some more as coaches. Oh, we can't sure. fix their household. No, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We can't fix their parents. We can't, yo, tell their parents, yo, you can't do that. Like, that. that's their parents. Yeah, for you sure. You know what I'm saying? But I just feel like us. Well, I don't know. As a receiver coach, I got to think like that. But as a head coach, well, okay, but not even because some head coaches, they feel the same way. Oh, you can't stop them. So teach them how to do it. No. No, man, we we no, I ain't saying, I ain't saying teach them how to do it. No, 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 I'm saying no, I'm saying I'm just, I'm just saying like, like we blessed to be in a position right. to these kids. Mentor the shorties, yeah, yeah, but they're not even right. spending. They're not even spending. But, uh, they spending more time with us than they already have. Right, but as so like, as, as a position coach, what I'm trying to say is as a as a position coach. You have to deal with so many excuses from the parents that you don't have to deal with as the head coach. Like, bro, you're at the at in December, you're going to be telling me to get your child in college. Right. So one hand washes the other. <laughs> you need me to get Lil Malik in college? Well, this is what I need you to do with Lil Malik when you go home. Well, coach, he going to listen to you because you his coach. Okay, say no more. So we're going to tag team him. I'm going to throw the alley. You're going to catch it. You're going to tell him, unless he do this like that, then there are consequences with playing for my team. Y'all got y'all to gotta be walking hand in hand. And now we, we hand in hand. I got to walk hand in hand. It's yeah. one of the we things, hand in hand. It's one of the things, like, me as a coach, I don't know a lot of kids to cuss around us. Yeah. Right? right. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's discipline that should have been groomed in the household, in the household right? Yeah. I don't care what you do when you're around your mama, but these are the standards around me right. as a coach. Mentor, leader, men. Just like that. And we pushing it just like that. I don't care what you do when you over there. These are the standards on this team. This right. is the standards in my group. This is the standards around this program. Nine times until you break them habits with you, he goes somewhere else. He ain't going to want to do the same thing. Like, uh-huh. you're going to be in the back of his mind. Like, yo, I can't do this because Coach over there. He already said this. Mm-hmm. But see, I'm looking at the approach that I'm taking is because, like, I'm thinking how Steph's thinking. Like, at the end of the day, it's so hard to get the student athletes to change what they're allowed to do at home. Exactly. So it's I'm hard, looking at it man. like, all right, well, how can I infiltrate what they're doing at home by, while not being at home with them? All right, Pops, this is what we're going to do, Pops. Because you keep calling me talking about how I'm going to get him in school. Is he going to start? Exactly. Am I recruiting somebody else to play over? <laughs> and, and this is what we're going to do. And the old boy just put a whole 3-5 to the face in front of Shorty. Yeah, <laughs> this is what we're going to do, man, man. This is what we're going to do. Because I have the same issue as well. I love me some Jeezy. I love me some Lil Wayne, okay? But G. now when my when my kids get in the car, I got to put me some Frankie Beverly and Maze on <laughs> so that they don't go to school and be cussing. What? You see what I'm saying? So now I'm, I'm practicing what I'm preaching. So I'm telling pops, pops. Same thing I tell my single moms. Until you punch him in the mouth, I can't put my foot in his butt. I can't because he have, a, he have an adult to run to. And as long as they can play mommy, daddy, we're going to lose them. But as long as all of us sitting at this table is on the same, on page, same page, if he try to run the Malik, uh, we ain't, no, we don't move like that. He try to run the step. No, we don't, this is this the, this the rules. He run the KK. This the rules. This the blueprint. We he going to change. We all walking in, in we all We all walk in sync. He going to change. You see what I'm saying? So that's why I try to take, and now that I've been blessed, it's way bigger than football. I know I'm at Northwestern. I know we got to win. 
you know, I know I'm going to be judged on wins and losses, but I think God put me in this in this position because he know, like, for me, it's bigger than the wins and losses. Like, as much as of a competitor I am, competitor I am like, I really want to stop the gun violence. I really want to stop the single-parent homes. Right. Like, if my daddy wasn't around, I don't even think I'd have played football. I was a hell of an athlete. You see what I'm saying? Everybody in my family could hoop. You see what I'm saying? So I really want to change that I'm as a collegiate coach. And that's why I really like, you know, everybody got their fly talk. You know, I did this. I'm not woody whoop. You know, check my resume. When I get into my fly talk, some coaches started coaching on the park. I started coaching in college. So I got to see how they really think about you. So they're going to tell you what they tell you in front of you in team meetings and what they're going to tell the reporters after you ball out against Alabama, after you done balled out in the ball game. But when I got to sit down and hear what coaches say in the coaching, in the staff meeting, when however I made it back, made it to coaching in high school, my whole mental on preparing them was different. Like, nah, boy, it's a certain way we got to go about this. It's a certain way we got to go about this. Because now I'm, I'm seeing how they really think of you. And that made me say, nah, it's bigger than that. I hold parents accountable. And, you know, maybe that's why God saw me fit to be the head coach at one of the most prestigious, and some people would say the most pressurized school. Like, you win you some states at Central and your job will be safe. Not at Northwestern. Don't speak for us, player. We still got to stand up. That's what I'm saying. Don't speak for us. Man, y'all, man, y'all can say what y'all Listen, want. Listen, we, we, we can't even, say what we y'all don't know want. what you're talking about because we Because y'all, y'all got all this so stuff going on on Facebook, man. Y'all about to have y'all winning. picnics on the same day. Ain't no school <laughs> dare put their picnic on the same day as Northwestern. <laughs> Listen. So so that just talks I, I, I about going to our fan base, our fan base, our alumni, the standard, the status quo is different. I mean, yeah, because everybody's great grandparents went to Northwestern. Nah, like you said, my grandma went to cool. Northwestern. Cool, the school been open since the fifties. Cool. Shout out to my grandma. Whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Central was open nineteen seventy eight. Whatever the reason is, but within the process, like I believe in holding parents accountable. Like when I sit down and talk to parents, if if you're not going to do this for your child, if you're not going to make sacrifices. If you're telling me you're too tired to go buy a shirt or tie, there's nothing I can do for him. Go ahead. Take him to Central. Go ahead. Take him to Norland. Take him to Jackson. Take him to Pace. Go ahead. Because I'm here to make sure your son don't go down the path I went down. And that's how I judge wins and losses. That's how when I fall asleep, I need an alarm because I'm sleeping so well that I sleep past whatever time I got to get up. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Because it's bigger than that. Like, bro, like our time is going to come for us to be able to win. But the real wins are them shorties graduating from this school and that school. You blink your eye, they right back in the neighborhood. So it don't matter if it's Booker T or if it's Central or if it's Norland or if it's Hollandale. We still losing the great fight. Of you are a black male 
And those two reasons right there equal 100 strikes. You're black and you're a male. That's all they need. And you will die for a traffic stop. You will die because you ran a stop sign. You will die because you pulled over and fell asleep. You will die because you pulled over on the side of the highway and you was changing your tire. And they pulled up and said you were still in this car. You see what I'm saying? So for me, it's deeper than that. Like, it's deeper than that. We all, bro, everybody who's seen me play know I ain't got no business being no coach. I'm supposed to be donating money to the schools and the, and the communities that I like. But I had seven surgeries. Both, you see both, what I'm saying? Both ACLs, right? And the surgeries is not the amount of injuries. It was about 10, 11 injuries. But seven of them needed surgery. I was watching an interview with, with Coach Charlie Strong said he never seen an athlete have to go through as many injuries as you went yeah, through. He like, said that. And I was like, Wait, that made, really had to make me go do my research. And I'm like, your story is really a story of perseverance, you know, a story of triumphing somebody, of, of fighting through adversity, you feel me? Because you had major setback after setback after setbacks, you feel me? But you continued to. I remember when you caught that, when you caught the touchdown, um, when they, I remember it was like a. Uh, oh, the corner out in Miami? Yeah. Against FIU. Yeah, yeah. when you came back from when I came back. Injuries, oh, yeah. It was like that was a big deal because of everything that you went through. And it just like. You know, like you said, your story, you got a story of perseverance, man. That's just the theme of, of, of your life, you feel me? Hardships and, and making it through. And I just feel like that's something that a lot of these kids, a lot of our viewers can learn from, could take something from. Like, life is not going to be easy, but right. if you if you know what you're coming into before you get there, you know, like, man, I'm, I have a, a mindset that I'm going to make it through regardless. And, and it may look like it may not be exactly what you plan it to be. Because like you said, you, your immediate dreams is probably to be in the NFL. You probably thought in your head that that, that was going to be. But now you're in a position where you could do something way more, you know, meaningful for, right. for your community, for, right. for the place that you was raised and born at, that, that made you into who you are. So it's like, you know, I just feel like with all us sitting at this table, God had his hands on us, and it's a reason that we're sitting right here. Like, like I said, I take that back to that conversation that we had, and we were just sitting there talking. And just our first, you know, conversation is just like a lot of things that you were saying is like, who would have thought that we would have been right here at this moment right now, been able to affect like, uh, this change like this. Right. And we were able to gather these people where they could sit here and listen to us talk about whatever it is that we want to talk about. But we just got their attention. So it's like, I just feel like that's, that's very important. And we need, like you said, it's a young coach world, man. You said all the time, man. I, I, I take that. We the new arts. You already know, man. Really. Yeah, for like my, sure. my, my students laugh at me all the time. You listen to Jeezy? That's old. <laughs> you listen oh, Jeezy, to, yeah, I listen to the Carter. This is the Carter. <laughs> so hold on to your teenage dog. You see what I'm saying? The, the student athletes, now nah, they laugh at that music. Nah, that's crazy. Nah, that's you listen to that? That's crazy. You still listen to that? Them boys listen to, like, they, they homeboys, man. That's why. Like, they listen to, like, the local guys. Oh, like, listen man, to man. oh we did, too. Uh, we did, too. We, we listen to Lil Dread. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. Shout out to Dread. Man, Shout out to Bushy you know, B. Damn. Chad. F-O-B. S-O. Poop. All them boys. But it, it goes back to instilling, like, that's why, like, I... As all us are coaches sitting on this table, I challenge us to coach the last man like we coached the first man. To develop the ones who came to us without the intangibles. 
because when they asked me how did you do it, you know, I was blessed to have Amari Cooper on my first episode of my podcast, Routes. And like he said, when I looked in the mirror, I didn't just see football players. I, whatever I could, whatever whatever the task is, I could do it. So every time I got injured, you couldn't tell me that I still ain't run routes better than Devontae Parker. You still couldn't tell me that I beat press coverage better than Charles Gaines. You couldn't tell me. You couldn't tell me that I put my foot in the ground better than Eli Rogers. You couldn't tell me that. I knew what I was, and that's how I was able to make my way back to the starting lineup after every injury because I'm like, dog, if it weren't for that injury, and I really I really believe that. Yeah. If it weren't for the injury, if it weren't for the injury, I'm going to show you. Yeah. If I ain't get hurt, I'm going to show you. Matter of fact, watch when I come back. <laughs> Matter of fact, watch this rehab. Matter of fact, they said don't get off these crutches for a month. I'm not getting off the crutches. I'm not going to the bathroom from my bed without the crutches. They said don't take the knee brace off. Bro, remember? Take no knee brace off. Be in the club with the knee brace on. He tripping. <laughs> no, I, I remember I went to your room one time at, at Louisville, and you had you you literally had the boot on your leg. You had the uh, hand-eye coordination rope connected to the to the bathroom door coming to the bed, and you had the Bible on the bed. And when we walked in, that's all you were doing, pulling at the ball, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And you get your hand-eye coordination. You remember that? Yeah, I remember all that. Yeah. Doing my TKEs at the at, at night, man. They got to the point where I was going through the deck of cards three times. No, no, because no, because when out. I got to that point, I started looking like a linebacker. Yeah, I don't like that look. <laughs> I don't like that look. And and so so so, what was the king, queens, and the jacks? Like 10, 15, yeah, there was there was like fifteen. Yeah, 10, no because man, look, no because no look, I, and this is why we're going to take speed school, which is what I'm putting my my team through right now. Speed school, spring academy. So speed school consists of strength and conditioning, learning how to run, getting bigger, faster, stronger. Mm. Right. I bucked the weight room my whole life. <laughs> so when I got to Louisville, it was no bucket, bro. My 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 uh bench press was 155. They was laughing at me. When Teddy and Charles Gaines, them boys, got to Louisville, they was benching more than me. They freshman year, my red shirt freshman year. And you know how we get down, we gonna laugh at you. You know, we gonna talk, we gonna tell you about yourself. So I got I got in the lab. And I did so many push-ups to the point I was going through the deck of cards three times. Flip them things. Us, us, us. I went from not being able to do 225 to hitting it 12 times. Them boys was like, whoa. In a month. Them boys were like, whoa. How you did? Whoa, boy. <laughs> to where my individual workout, when I go down to the fitness room by myself, I was bumping, bumping that 135 50 to 70 times. You feel what I'm saying? Now, being uneducated, that also contributed to my injuries because, because it was not something that my body was used to doing. I put the muscle and the mass on my body all at once too fast. Small, them small muscles. 
And anybody who see me run routes, I'm like a Justin Jefferson. You know, I'm like a, a Devontae Adams. Like, you know, I was running routes that they run in the league now, running them at the West. Putting a stem on the out route, putting a stem on the dig, putting a stem on the corner route, the circus route they run on Madden. You see what I'm saying? The post curl, all that. We're running that at the West. Pressure out. Okay. We're running that at the West. Yeah, that playbook y'all got over there at Century right now, where you think it came from? Alex Knight. Choppy chain, two-piece, six-piece, backside. Come on, cut it out. Hey, man. Hey, right before we get up out of here, man, I wanted to get y'all last thoughts and sentiments because, I, um, you know, with um, helping develop these kids as far as being coaches, we know that it takes a village. So I just want everybody to go around and give a shout out to their village, man. People that, you know, that your support yeah, system large. that help you get through the way we at right now, man. I start off going first, man. Definitely want to give a shout out to my mom. She definitely was the, 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 the leader, um, the person that kept me and my brothers out of the streets, man. Kept us with a direction, kept us, you know, focused, kept us grounded in God and just, you know, her heart. That's the biggest thing that she gave me, like. Something where I, I just want to help people. Like my my life mission is to help as many young black men as possible. You know, and I just I owe that all to my mom. So I definitely want to get a shout out. I love you, mom. Um, shout out my brothers, my old boy, man, aunties, everybody, man. Anybody I'm forgetting? I'm my bad. <laughs> True. Yeah. I'm gonna say my mom and and God, but that's given. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna shoot out Coach Rob. He still coach with y'all? Yeah. I'm gonna shoot out. I'm going to shoot out Rob, Coach Jeff, Coach Cookie from Norwood, my two sets of godparents, Harvey Martin, Octavia Bell, Corvin Lamb, and Tasha Lamb. Like, those people was monumental in my life. Yeah. Miss Cookie, them at Norwood, they the ones who got me off the porch. You know, my mom worked so many hours, I had to go to before school camp, YMCA, and after school care. And they got me off the porch. Miss Cookie. God bless the damn Miss Peter. God bless the damn Miss Peterson. You know, Coach Jeff, uh, Coach Rob, who coach at Norland right now. They was big in, in getting me in sports, and then my two sets of godparents. You know, Octavia, Harvey, and Corvin and Tasha Lamb. They was big, monumental in my life. Oh, for sure, shout out to them. Yeah, I mean, I go next. I mean, ain't gonna be nobody from down here, obviously. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but man, outside of the family, you know, my my pop, my first coach. So for sure, shout out to him. Um, just instilling me, instilling in me discipline and everything. But just beyond family, you know, mom, dad, aunties, sisters, you know, coaches wise, man, Coach Ren, uh, W R E N, head coach at Union um, High School down in Mississippi right now. I mean, ain't nobody. I call Coach Ren to this day. Anytime of night he pick up, you know, what's up, big dog? What you need? So uh, definitely a pillar. Um, one of the, the few coaches that believed in me when I was doing, you know, baseball and football. I didn't run track. So that was something that they would kind of fight me on. And I'm sitting here like, look, I put in the extra work to go to speed training. I did all that. But I wanted to play baseball because I knew the hand-eye coordination was so big and I was really good at tracking the ball. So Coach Ren believed in that. Coach Poole. Um, from a teaching standpoint, Jesus Christ, so many, man. I mean, just even professors in in college that saw me go through the injury, man. Just uh, <laughs> Ellen Marie McPhillip at University of Miami was one of the people that saw me uh, beyond just being an athlete. 
Um, so I mean, just so many people. Right, definitely a lot. I put y'all on the spot with that one. Yeah, it's yeah. it's so many. I don't even want to keep going because I'm gonna leave people yeah, off. But um, <laughs> uh, before I leave this one, I definitely gotta say Coach uh, John Wesley Ray. I mean him, his son, and then my boy Jordan Barnes were the only people that threw at me when I started playing baseball because I started at 11. So like I was terrible, yeah, oh, no. but I had a chip on my shoulder, and I was like, "All right, cool, y'all been playing travel since y'all were five, six years old. I'm gonna show you." Yeah. By 14, I was playing up in high school while I was in the eighth grade playing baseball. So, and that's because of people like that coach that believed in me and them folks that you know understood like what kind of athlete and my determination. So the village is bigger, but I definitely had to you know shout them out because oh, it's sure. a lot, it's a lot. Definitely shout them boys, man. Definitely. Yeah. So I'm gonna keep it to the football spectrum, right? So shout out to. First off, like the the young club, right? I've been doing this a long time, man. And like Lee said earlier, is our is our time. So shout out to all y'all boys coaching, right? Shout out to Coach Maul, Trench Maul, Coach Jude. Mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, Coach Dingle, Coach T. They the young up and coming receiver coaches at New Orleans. Shout out to uh, Shoe, all all the boys, uh, Murph, Kerry. Uh, shout out to all the young boys that's doing it, man. Um, the big the big thing, uh, we building bears, and uh, either you coaching or you allowing it to happen. Mm, either you you said that too fast. Either you're coaching it, or you are allowing it to happen. Routes. Either way, it's going oh, down it's on your Chuck watch. Too. Chuck, man, shout yeah. out to boy, Coach Chuck, man. That's definitely, man, one of the guys. I'm I'm glad you said Chuck, man. That's one of the guys for real. He, he's a um, running back coach with me at Chaminade. He was coaching. That's my older cousin, by the way. He coached with me at Norland. Um, but that's just a, a guy that I just turn to for anything. I don't care what it's for, like. He's like a father figure, but he, we only about a year and a half apart. He's a year older than me, but it's like I call him for whatever it is. I don't care what it is. I'm calling Chuck. Hey, Chuck, man, what you think about this? And he's going to keep it 100. You know, we've lost a lot of family members in these last upcoming years, so it's been tough. We're trying to keep our family together, but it's like I said, it's up. Like I tell my family, it's up to, you know, I put that burden on me and my, my brothers, our generation, to, to, to do that, to, to step up and, and be those, be that glue to our family, you feel me? And definitely, I don't know. I just got off topic, but shout out my boy Chuck, man. I love hey, you, boy. One, one more, I can't, I can't forget Coach Atkins, man, the offensive coordinator, offensive line coach at Florida State, right? Uh, been in meetings with him. He taught me something like, like a secret sauce. Ain't, see, ain't, ain't a secret to everybody, right? But it's a secret. It's the little secret sauce, right? And once you got it, you able to unlock some different uh, levels of intellectual understanding from the kids, man. So I appreciate that, and, and kind of like a lot of things we do right now is kind of. You know, it mirrors what they do at Florida State, right? Being able to have that open line access to them, you know what I'm saying? Anytime we have questions and stuff like that, for the most part, he, he going to get back with me. So, appreciate That's it. somebody else. I'm going to um, give a shout-out to my uncle. Um, he did it for me. When I was, what, like 13, he went to prison. Uh, so, what, 15 years. He just got out last year, last year July. Um, as far as my shout-out, why I'm giving you this shout-out, bro, just because uh, – I served the time with you, you know what I mean? Um, you showed me a different route as far as staying on the right path, you know, not making the wrong decision, not hanging with the wrong crowd, you know what I mean? Um, and I look up to you still. I mean, I'm pretty sure you know that already. And you look up to me, you know I got your back, you know, regardless of whatever. Um, of course, I'm going to give a shout-out to my mom. Uh, shout-out to my mom, every day. Um, But I want to go back and speak on uh, my coaches as far as, like, you know, growing up, like, I never had my father around, you know what I mean? And those were my father figures. So uh, the roles reversed. Uh, now I'm in position, you know, to help kids. 
you know, a lot of kids, you know, so like you want to change, you know, single single parent homes. Um, and like, you know, kids, if you if you need something, I'm here. You know, you can talk to me about whatever. Uh, and I just hope to change change that now. Ah, uh, for sure, for sure, definitely, man, definitely. So I say, like, far as with me, you know, my moms, uh, people don't people don't even notice, but I had like 13 brothers, or like my pops. On my dad's side, you feel what I'm saying? Is that what you're Huh? Yeah, Nah, in Jamaica. Oh, so you know I'm Island. Island, boy. Island. It was called so, the Middle Passage, right? <laughs> <laughs> slave ships, you know what I'm saying? You gotta know your history. That's where we got dropped off at. The Eastern yeah, Hemisphere, man. they went through the Middle Passage, and the first people to, to get dropped off in the, off the slave ships was the islands. The majority of the slaves was dropped off in the Caribbean islands, mm. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> but nah, so... You know, just that. Um, shoot, even mm-hmm. though, like, you know, me and him, we ain't speaking right now, but, man, I love you anyway. You know oh, what I'm saying? That's facts. So, um, like, my, my two sisters, you know, she about to graduate. Well, she already is graduated um, from, it's like Juilliard. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, shout out to sis. Yeah. I got my um, my baby, Wuka. Uh, she going to New World. She just got a set. Oh, so, man. Yeah, See how that goes, dancing. Uh, as far as on the football side, all the all the coaches. So I still talk to guy. He got Florida State right. Shout out to Coach, Coach Guy. guy. We gonna have him on. Yeah, Coach Guy coming. Shout out to Coach Guy. Yeah, I, like guy, I talk to guy about any and everything. Nah. Uh, shoot, guy. Um, Travis, especially he the DB coach at Syracuse. That was my coach at UCF. So I could call him about anything, and just you know, just even on my home, like even my camp, like with shoot. Yeah, uh, Rare, D Nice, Dub, nah, uh, Jewel, Dub. P. Like, I call P, I talk to P about whatever. Yeah. Like, and I could sit on, like, bro, me and P, we could be on the phone for about whatever. Like, literally whatever. Like, P gonna answer. You feel what I'm saying? He's solid. Uh, just, just for that, like, all the young coaches, like I told you, just off camera, bro. Like, I'm, bro, I'm happy. Like, you feel what I'm saying? The old heads moving to the side. Like, you feel <laughs> what I'm saying? Nah, for real, bro, because. Bro, like, bro, he's 30. Nah, 20, that's crazy. I, I, I'll be 28 next that's Saturday. Crazy. That's crazy. You feel what I'm saying? That's crazy. So, you feel what I'm saying? Like, bro, that shit, like, it, it, like it's some type of hope. Like, you feel me? Like, yeah, like, bro, it could be done. You feel what I'm saying? And, like, I'm just glad that we, us young coaches, are enjoying the fruits of our labor. And these people are understanding that, like, we here. Man, he ain't just no, he's just a youngin'. Like, he don't we know here. Nothing. Like, you we know here. What I'm now, this man no ball. Like, I told him, like, this man was around a Super Bowl coach. Like, Lovey Smith. Like, you feel what I'm saying? The man coaching the Super Bowl. Like, obviously, he was in these rooms for a reason. You feel what I'm saying? Them people seen value in him. And that's how I look at stuff. Like, you feel what I'm saying? This man was at Akron, Illinois, and Miami. So he was in those rooms for a reason. So, you feel what I'm saying? And for him to be in a position where he at, man, it's hats off to him. Oh, like, you know what I'm saying? That congrats, that bro. That's fact. That's real. I represent us all right now. You represent us all right they gonna, now. They going to hit to say, this why you don't get no young coach the job. Yeah. <laughs> they going to say, this why you give him a chance. Give him a chance. Uh, facts, man. Definitely, man. I, I want to go around the room one more time, man. Just ask you guys what y'all want to lead the what y'all want to lead the podcast with. Our young viewers out there watching, well, any message that you may have for these guys that you want to leave them with. And I start going first. I said I was gonna say this before I came on here. And that's just like the small things these student athletes could do. As far as your parent tell you to do something, you tell you to clean your room, go do it. And it's like it's a way that you do that without you 
talking back or or showing attitude. Like, man, like she asked you to do something. She's not asking you to go get no job. All she asked you to do is make good grades and make sure the house is straightened up. Your mama telling you to do something, y'all boys, man. Come on now, respect your old girl. We ain't on that. Like, as far as young black man, that's something that I seen growing up. Like, respect. I respected any elder as a as a child. I never disrespect any adult. I don't care if you are a baser on the street. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And I'm still like that to this day. And I just feel like the kids this like nowadays they lost that um, that sense of respect for our elders. Mm. Um, so definitely, man. I just want to leave that message to respect your parents. Um, and just be an obedient son um, or daughter. True. I, um, so I want to challenge everybody from us at this table all the way to Shaq and, and Stephen A. Smith on ESPN. Let's stop calling them kids. Let's call them student athletes, young men, young women. Because I know I be watching First Take, and I'm like, that's a grown behind man that you calling a kid. <laughs> so I would like to challenge everybody to say, you know, and I know we, we, it's, it's easy to say it, but, yeah. you know, young adults, student athletes, young man, young lady, because I hate to see them calling, you know. Oh, like Skip Bayless. Like, yeah, he, he like that 70. kid. That kid, that this kid, man, this man got this man married with a kids of five. Like you call him a kid, kid. Yeah, you see what I'm sure. saying? So I, I challenge everybody to not say kid. You know, say student athlete or young adult, young man, young lady. You, you, you're talking historic. <laughs> Teenagers, the one that started the civil rights movement. Like we, they got it going. Like they, yeah. they started that. Students at FAMU was out there protesting. You know, in through the days where. Black people was right here struggling to, to gain their independence and just that respect. So it's like, yeah, I want you guys, the young athletes, to understand and just young people in general understand how much power that you guys have if you just take it into your hands. Like, like I said, the civil rights was started by teenagers, literally. Y'all go look it up. Do your research, man. You found some way to put fan you. Fam, you shout out, <laughs> shout out to fam, shout out to fam, you man. Y'all already know I had found some way to put fan you. <laughs> But nah, y'all go around any other thing y'all wanna leave us with, man. So we get up out of here. So I think mine'll be um uh just straight up, just be about your craft. Like if you out there be about your craft. If I was a barber, I have a book bag full of clippers. If I was a if I was a landscaper, I have a truck full of lawnmowers and blowers. If I was an athlete, I would look like an athlete in every facet of my life, to include social media, right? Mm-hmm. And then the last thing I I'll leave a gym to the young office alignment. Uh office alignment play ain't pushing. Is lifting and driving with our feet. Mm, with our hips, Ooh. routes. It's more so power cleaning. It's more so pain cleaning. Yes. <laughs> you tra- <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it ain't important until it, get, until it got your attention, all right? And make sure y'all mm-hmm. kids being respectful, uh, disciplined, and on time. If you're serious about this, go get it. All For right, sure. Bro. And um, I just like to say that people have lived before you, so listen to the wisdom, and it's no reason that every generation should have to start over. Every time somebody is trying to um, make it, like we should be building on top of everything, like you said, passing on the baton, yes, sir. and then you taking it further than I did. So that's that's my my spiel. Man, definitely, definitely, man. And with that, man, I definitely want to. I say too. Go ahead. Um, I learned this from uh, Inky Johnson, he a motivational speaker. He say that um, for common courtesy for the people before and after you. Leave it, whatever it is, leave it better than the way you found it. Facts. You feel what I'm saying? So, 
far as like you know like what Lee was saying like you know use the bathroom like you feel me you see all stuff like common courtesy for the person coming after you just you know leave it there or just shoot with the weight room you see a 45 plate on the floor you ain't do it just rack it it, it don't hurt like you feel what I'm saying or just being on that or just being that the athlete like you feel what I'm saying like I know he didn't start the number two wave, but some kids may feel like, man, shit, he, he wore that too better than goddamn, who they, downtown Brown, they call them, downtown Brown, or, or, that, or, that, or Darius or Coop, they feel like he rocked it better. So you feel what I'm saying? Just as common courtesy for the people before, because those were before him, and after him, leave it better than the way you found it. And after him was who Coop. And then shoot after Coop was shit. Who Jojo? All them Drake, boys. Drake Baker. Drake Baker. All them boys. You feel what I'm saying? So that's my message. Just leave it a common courtesy for the people who come before and after you. Leave it better than the way you found it. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, man. And definitely. And with that note, man, I definitely want to thank all my live viewers for for viewing in on this this very special episode that we have. I definitely want to thank Michael Lee Harris for coming and sitting down with us. He could have went anywhere to talk about his new transition and his new role, but he chose to come here with us, so I'm definitely grateful for that. Um, I'll keep telling him, man, like, man, it ain't too many people out here like him, man, as, as, as far as being genuine and, and wanting the best for people, and that's just not saying it, but that's actually going to put action behind that. Um, so I definitely want to want to thank Lee for coming on. Thank my man Coach Poole for coming on too, man, and Malik, man, definitely, man. It was a, it was a blast having you guys here today, and Season long season, daily deposit is gonna be around, so we definitely gotta have you guys back, man. For sure. And, and I just definitely want to appreciate y'all and give y'all y'all flowers while y'all here, man. Appreciate y'all. And with that, we out of here with daily deposits. Out. Yes, sir. Y'all yeah. boy got any live? That live still? Mine been went out.